Good evening and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm the Markle Curse and I'm joined today by my amigo Mars. You can find on Twitter at Mars05. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we've interviewed FPL managers from all over the world. It is our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FPL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the Amigos now, we have James and Sudge, who you should all know and love, from Twitter, at PlanetFBLPod. James, Sudge, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? Uh, I think we are. Bear our souls. Um, I, I am. Yeah, yeah. everyone comes. <laughs> about time, about boys. About, about time. I'm, I'm worried about what's going to come out now. Yeah, no, it's been in the works for a while. <laughs> we finally managed to, to get a time down, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it has been. It has been uh, <laughs> trying to get the time in. So yeah, we're really excited to be honest. And and um, this is the first time we're ever being guests on anyone else's pod. So uh, even more excited about the fact that we can do it on this show with you guys. Awesome, brilliant I, stuff. I would I would say it meant you didn't have to prep, but you probably don't prep anyway, right? No, we don't prep. Uh, for <laughs> nothing. Uh, James, James does well by watching a lot more football than I do. Um, so he's prepared from that point of view, but. Yeah, we generally uh, like to just wing it. Yeah, the the, you're, you're, yeah, we like we like we like you more already, lads. <laughs> um, we'll we'll kick on with the questions, okay? So I'll kick off with number one, and um, this one is the one that always gives people a bit of trouble. And maybe I'll come to you first, sure, uh, James, on it. Um, describe yourself for me in three words: father, husband, Tottenham. Brilliant. Spurs had to get in there. <laughs> it, you know why it left me stumped? It left me stumped because Tottenham came third on that list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> plenty of pure wife. Well, hopefully, listening. Hopefully, being a father and a husband won't let him down as much as the Spurs do. Nah. Uh, <laughs> I think there's going to be a few low blows at, at a few clubs in this little episode. So uh, I've I've written three down and I've put down kind hardworking and calm and um, the reason I went with those is actually to be fair I, I always tell my kids that those are the three things that I value in them more than anything else I always want to see them being kind to other people I want to make sure that they're always hardworking and uh, calm and that doesn't mean that that's what they are but you know that's what I try and push and I try and lead by example so that's why I've, I've put down those three to be honest it seems like that's lovely yeah, brilliant. Sort of, always kind brilliant. of above anything else you know they can do what they want to in school or sports or all the rest of it as long as they're kind to other people that's what i value yeah can Brilliant. i say father and husband to hard working and calm as well <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you get to be the shallow prick and uh <laughs> and so she gets to be the, the deep the deep thinker yeah uh yeah, i love it they remind me of another duo i can't think who but they remind me of another duo though you know we'll figure <laughs> out <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right so um Obviously, we know you're from London, but whereabouts and what do you actually do? Because uh, I looked at your Twitter, Suj, and yep. you do a lot of things. Uh, yeah, it, it's quite, it's a strange one because uh, when you start saying all the different things that you do do, 
people are, are, you, are you genuinely being serious? But I basically I run a, I run a, a couple of companies. Uh, one's involved in packaging. We've got a media agency, and I also have an online dating business. So I've been running businesses for about 14 years now. Um, started out with me and just me and my business partner, and there's, there's like 30 of us now doing various bits and bobs. Um, but but mainly, if you had to sum it down, I'm I'm a salesman. I just sell whether it's paper bags or, or media or that kind of thing, really. And we're based in Tottenham, which um, I always <laughs> James James <laughs> the fact that we're probably away from the stadium. I can see the ground, and I can see it ain't finished as yeah, well. Yeah, we've been here for twelve years, and my my running joke when people come here is like the the mediocrity has been seeping into the business gradually over the last. <laughs> years. And that's why so we want to get out packaging. Uh, where we are. I've I've been working in packaging for the last twelve years. Oh wow! Yeah, man. Small well, world. Uh, R R and D, uh, and now uh, more like uh, supply. Oh, nice. We'll take yeah, it off. That's only his cover we'll story, though. Like. He really is. A, he's a secret service for Her Majesty's government, actually. Nice. Um, we're always joking that Mars is actually a spy and he's flying around the world just doing Her Majesty's business. Yeah. It's probably one so of the not- first pods I'm recording from London, apart from yesterday. Mm. It's been a while. And uh, what about you, James? I work for him. I figured that. I figured that we guys work together. <laughs> questions. He's the boss, isn't he? So no, I I, I work as uh, in part of Suji's sales branch, uh, winging it in there like I do on the pod, mate. Because <laughs> I was thinking how you always manage to record right after work, and I was going, yeah, in London they must work right beside each other. Yeah, it's um... out. Probably about fifteen meters apart is uh, where. We... So when you said the boss is a bit of a prick and I can't leave before five thirty, you were talking about Suj. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, it was the boss that was going, listen, you need to sack it off early and do the yeah. podcast for the free. <laughs> I don't actually, uh, I don't directly manage James, there's someone in between. And uh, so, yeah, I didn't want to annoy anyone else because we, we, we do we do kind of extended lunches sometimes when we record or early mornings or what have you. So it's good. It, it does help. I'll be honest with you, because obviously you guys are, are split apart and stuff. It does help. And uh, sometimes you really want to jump on it, you know, when there's um, stuff going on in the community about chips or transfers or injuries or whatever it may be. To be able to jump on and put something out quick, it, it does help. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. Jo- um, just imagine and just some something breaking and then James gets <laughs> called into his boss's office, yeah. handed the mic and say, right, we're recording. But what about my targets, boss? Oh, never shag the targets. Last year, I remember Aguero was so highly owned and yeah. he got injured about, and news broke about half 11. Yeah. And at 12 o'clock, we recorded like a 20 minute pod just about covering Aguero. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys, did you guys know each other before or was it just through work? Ah, um, but how long were you here before we started the show? Probably about six, a year. A year. Yeah. So, we did know each other before we started recording the podcast, but only from work. Like we didn't know each other for work, yeah. Ah, okay, fair enough. Sounds like like it comes across that you guys know each other pretty for a long time, so the chemistry's there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, Tell us. Next question is how and when did you first get into FPL and football in general? So tell us. Well, you can start off, I guess, when you start going to the match, when you started kind of being fans of your of your respective clubs, but also um, FPL. How long you been playing? Why don't you start, James, with Tottenham? It'll take a while, won't it? <laughs> um, I've been going to Spurs every week since I was six. So it's nearly 30 years now. Uh, in that time, I haven't missed a, a home game. Um, I wasn't kind of joking when I said at the start, name me in three words. People 
people call me Tottenham. So, um, yeah, massive part of my life. Uh, FPL, I first got into it, I think, probably around about the start of the 12-13 season, purely by chance, because someone asked me about the prospects of Jake Livermore the day before the season started. And I was like, not knowing anything about fantasy, I knew that he wouldn't be a good choice. It didn't make sense. And someone explained to me, oh, I just need a, a playing substitute. And I think I started playing from there. Um, but I didn't really treat it seriously till obviously you and I started recording such. Yep. So it's only really been serious for me since the start of last season. Awesome, yeah. The um the do you actually find one thing and maybe it'll lead into um to the to your own answer, but is like being a massive fan of a club, do you think it kind of helps or hinders um, I know loving football and wanting to watch loads of football helps, but sometimes I do think that I'm a bit blinkered when it comes to Liverpool players in terms of, you know, I'll weigh, I'll weigh a decision, um, you know, on the side of getting in a Liverpool player instead of another one when, you know, maybe it does kind of um, shadow my judgment a little bit. But I think um, I'm, what do you think as far as Spurs? Yeah, no, I'm quite level headed about it. I mean, until this season. Most people say oh, I wouldn't have players from rivals until this season. I used to not have Spurs players at all was was my rule, partly because the first season that I did play, I remember the three players I got in were uh, Friedel, Cabal, Van der Vaart. And within two weeks, we'd sold Van der Vaart, bought Hugo Lloris to replace Friedel when Cabal was out for six months. And I thought, well, if I'm jinxing my team, I'm not going near that. So <laughs> years, for years, I didn't have any Spurs players. and But it, it really bit me towards like my best finish was the 15 uh 16 season or was it 16 17 i can't remember but it was the year kane went mental in game week 37 and it cost me a place in like the top ten thousand. so that made me second guess it but it was only again after sort of last year and, and realizing that i was hindering myself because i've obviously got great knowledge of my own club and and know best about rotation the stuff was well documented about say suppose fullbacks and the like doesn't quite work for West Ham in the same way because we we hardly ever have that many players that are worth considering in FPL to be honest there's only ever maybe two or three in any season that you might you might even consider um so it must be it must be more difficult if you support one of the uh, top 6 clubs because there's just so much funny, funny enough I reckon I have more um, West Ham players this season than Spurs players but I know that's a lot of that's down to price yeah um, exactly. so that they're kind of enablers whether it's, yeah. um, I found three in my team at times and I'm going, what the hell's going on here? Whereas yeah. Tam aren't that good. <laughs> nah, we really aren't, trust me. <laughs> and uh, tell us tell us yourself, how did you get into West Ham and uh, when did you start playing um, start playing FBL? Yeah, sure. Uh, West Ham, uh, I've told the story on our pod once, it was uh, the 1991 FA Cup. And those were the days when all of the FA Cup games were on uh, on the BBC and uh, we lost that uh, FA Cup semi-final 4-0 to Nottingham Forest. Um, James will remember well because Spurs beat Forest in the final. Um, I, prior to that, I had two older cousins. So one was probably two years older than one, me, one's three years older than me. One was uh, a Liverpool fan and one was a Tottenham fan. And so from like five years old, one was beating me up week in, week out to be a Spurs mm-hmm. fan. And was beating me up to be a, a Liverpool fan. And so I just rebelled. And uh, I remember the commentary of that West Ham game where the commentators were always talking about this academy of football and the passing football and the West Ham way. And and I, I like the underdog. I, lo- I love an underdog. So I just picked West Ham that day when I was about 10 years old or something, nine or 10 years old. Mm. That And I was always, ever since I've been a West Ham fan. And 
I've got two younger brothers, dragged them through into being West Ham fans. I've got two boys. I've made them West Ham fans. I've ruined quite a lot of lives, really. By <laughs> yeah, no, I've always said with my kids is um, I've been I've been a Liverpool fan all my life like that. Myself and my brother picked. It was Liverpool versus Man United in some FA Cup match years ago when there was no um, when the only TV, only matches that were live on TV yeah. were really FA Cup fixtures. Um, and I picked Liverpool, but I brainwashed my kids from birth to be Liverpool fans. There was no way, like, you know, some people do like mad religious dog um, bullshit, like where they literally brainwash their kids from birth. But yeah. I've done that with Liverpool. There's been no notion. They, yeah. you know, <laughs> they've got no choice in in, in uh, who they support. I've got season tickets for them now down at um, the London Stadium as well. So it's, it awesome. helps getting them into it. But I think around them at school like they're, they're five and six so this is the age where people start learning the names of players and stuff and it's yeah, like yeah. harry kane and uh messi the interesting thing is now compared to when when i was growing up half the kids support international teams like barcelona real madrid yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're all they're all following ronaldo and messi and Dembappe and um i'd say at least half the class are always wearing international shirts international club shirts which is really interesting. you know who's, you know who's my boy's uh, favorite player is daniel sturridge my six-year-old the youngest lad yeah. daniel sturridge because when he started getting into football sturridge and suarez were doing their thing and he it. does the sturridge dance he's heartbroken to think the sturridge is going to leave in the club huh. um but uh yeah which i feel a bit bad about but not really <laughs> linking fbl linking fbl with planet football tell us how did it come about how did the idea come about? Now we know who the boss is. How yep. did it actually come about? Well, uh, so I, I've been playing FPL for a little while, but never really seriously. I'm one of those that in old seasons come to like post Christmas. Uh, if I was doing badly, I'd just give up. Um, but I thought I, I, I did enjoy playing the game. And I thought if we start a podcast, it could actually you know keep my interest a little bit longer. Um, so I trialed a podcast with a couple of other fellas a, a year previous, but we never actually published any uh, any episodes. Uh, we recorded a couple, but we never we never uh, published them. And um, you never had the bottle. No, it was more they were they were remote as well, so we were doing things over Skype. We couldn't find the consistency, but I thought let's record a few and then see what happens. And it didn't it didn't really work. And then um, I obviously met James through work, and so I've got James who watches a ton of football. He's got really good ranks in FPL. He used to work in a bookie, so his stats and data knowledge is off the chart. I was like, I'm going to exploit this guy. <laughs> He's going to be a, a superstar and we're going to start a podcast. Hit record. 130 episodes later, I'm still exploiting him for his I want to know who Mantard is. Yeah, and I'm not. I sure. know who Stop saying nice things about your pod partner. I love my football. Don't get me wrong. And I, I go week in, week out to West Ham and I watch it. James, to all credit, watches more than me and he really he knows what's going on with all the players. Like, you know, the mid and lower level players in a lot of the clubs and stuff and the stats and um uh, works really so well to be honest we who, enjoy it. who's manchild ah uh, manchild is the main <laughs> name so he, he works in the media agency he's uh he, he's he's the one i like you know what i remember the first time i ever listened to your pod i was on the aeroplane um in the uh, airport a stupid hour there was no other pods that yeah. i'm that i used to listen to right so obviously hours or i think the surgery was so it was a while back and yeah. I, I saw this Planet Football, and I was like, okay, let me listen to it. And the music, I was like, yes, banging, nice. I'm listening to this. And this, I'll still tell you, right now, hands down, the best music intro of all the pods, oh, including yeah. ours. <laughs> yeah, including ours, Don. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, do, you know why, do you know why Manchild's name is Manchild? 
No, that's what I was going to ask. A man, a man that looks like a child, I don't know. Nah, well, he, he's, yeah, he's like early. early. He's immature. He, he does look a bit older. No, the, the guy that gave him that name is the one and only, and, and Mars, I know you like your music, Fat Man Scoop. Oh, really? Yeah. So Manchild was out in, in Dubai uh, doing some sound engineering work, and he was recording uh, some podcasts for some other people. One of the guests on one of the shows or, or hosts on one of the shows was Fat Man Scoop. And wow. find you the episode. And, and for some reason, Fat Man Scoop looked over through and he was like, he looked at this guy who he, he, he figured out that he was only like 23, but had a full beard and looked like a grown man. He was like, who is this man child? Um, and so then Fat Man Scoop, that's where he was stuck from. The one and only. Imagine being your nickname being given to you by by someone like Scoop. I'd, uh, I'd take it. Brilliant. I'll have it on, my, on the back of my shirt, mate. Yeah, I'll find that. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it out. You can have a listen to it. Fat Man Scoop. Brilliant. I like that. As I often thought, maybe um, I should just even pretend that there's a producer in the background because it sounds really cool and uh, professional. Yeah. But uh, no, I make that guy work. Yeah, no. He, he does. He does he, all the he, editing on the videos he, and stuff he, now as yeah, well. Yeah. He. Do you know what? Fair game. We rip him to shreds. But <laughs> but he he's a good bloke. He does brilliant things for the pod in terms of the sound and stuff. Yeah. Um. And as actually we were going to actually ask you about the YouTube because you've been recently putting them up on YouTube, the, the podcast. But um, we haven't started doing that yet, really, with the Three Amigos um, this season, simply because I haven't had the time to do my video editing. But um, how, do, how have you found that going? And, um, you know, do you think is the way forward? I think it is. It, it, it touches, it allows people to listen in different ways. So some people who have it on in the background at work would rather have YouTube in the background or um and some people would rather listen to the podcast on the commute. So it serves a different market, to be honest. But, yes, it's, it's, we've had really positive feedback. Um, and I think the people that listen to a podcast will still stick with the audio. Um, but people that mm. like something, because the reality is all we're doing is recording us in a chair, um, recording the podcast. Recording the now pod- you're on YouTube. I can't listen anymore. I have oh, to watch. Really? You have to watch us. Yeah, really. Still early, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find I find for me it makes sense. Podcast makes sense, but then everyone's different. Some people, if I, I'm sitting, I, if I'm I sitting can't down and I'm not driving or listening and driving, if I'm yeah. actually you know sitting listening properly or not doing anything else, definitely I'll be watching, waiting for James to look at the camera and give me a wink. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath, boy. I, I'm getting jealous here because this sounds like Mar- Mars is getting a bit of a crush on you fellas, and I thought I was the one he had crush on. So I'm, oh, I'm getting a bit pissed off one. here. Yeah. Yeah. Few, between now and the end of the season, we'll try because we we put a couple of small videos out on Twitter as well um, from from the, the clip. So we might slice up a few of those and see how that works and maybe do some slightly different content for video over audio. I think between now and the end of the season, we might try a couple of different new, new types of content, maybe um, to see what works and what the community like. Awesome. Yeah, fair enough. Fair play to you guys. So, what is uh, now back to FPL? What is your highest ever finish, and is that your best memory? If not, what what would be your best memory? Um, my highest finish is twenty one k. It was uh, the season alluded to sixteen seventeen. I was eight k going into game week thirty seven, and see not having any Spurs players with Kane getting seven between game week thirty seven and thirty eight absolutely killed me. Um, so that's my highest rank. That's what I'd hope to be. The one in terms of memory that, that really sticks out for me was uh, Aguero's five goals against me. I know it's a, a popular one, but I was sitting at home with the wife watching Soccer Saturday. I assume Spurs weren't playing. And uh, she captained him as well, so she was happy. 
Brilliant. Yeah, my, mine's not as glamorous or exciting. To be honest, last season was the first full season that I played on FPL. Um, and I got up to 274,000, um, which was not anything <laughs> to be too excited about. But um, I'm hoping I'll, I'll beat that this year, get to the top 100k, although it has been a very difficult season, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but my, my FPL memory, the, the highlight was last season uh, in the blank game week, if you remember when Salah banged in all of those goals. Um, I played my free hit chip in that week, Captain Salah. Um, so I think he was worth in the end. 50, 58 um, points. One thing, Sudge, sorry. The volume doesn't seem to be right. There seem, uh, the the audio, right. Your audio has gone a little bit wonky there. Uh, is that any better? Yeah, much better. Yeah, that's much better. You yeah. might want to start again from your that's answer. That answer, yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Just leave a few seconds of a gap if you don't mind so I'll yeah. see it in the record. Yeah, so my highest ever finish is nothing to write home about, to be honest, 274,000, which was last season. But to be fair, that was my first full season playing the game. Every other year, I'd kind of dropped out, let's say, around Christmas time or what have you. Um, so I was kind of understanding myself as an FPL manager um, last season. I, I've always been quite a risk taker, which I figured out doesn't really work in this game very well. Um, so a few of my risks didn't come off, but but last season, 274k is my highest so far. Um, yeah, and I think it was it was held. My my best FPL memory was um, the blank game week last week last year. If you remember when uh, Salah scored uh, all of those goals, um, yeah, I guess what mainly because um, I'd I'd played my wild card early in the second half of last season, and so James was giving me grief in pretty much every pod about right, playing so. playing my wild card early and having to use my free hit in that blank game week. How many points did I score? Do you remember? 112? Yeah. 112. So it was just just satisfying to have scored 112 points. (laughs) Having been given grief about playing my my free hit chip in that game week. Because there was only four games that game week, if I remember. It was, yeah. Um, And so rubbing rubbing it back in James's face was my best FPL memory. (laughs) (laughs) All of a week. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, True. But it was satisfying. Nonetheless. It's always the best thing about the game is rubbing it in your friend's face. Yes. But, uh, t- tell us, um, what is, uh, say, say you'll come to you first, James, on it. Who is, um, if you if you were the boss of FBL for one week or for one season, what rule change would you bring in? Um, what 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 do you like best about the game and what kind of do you dislike the most? This uh, like the most would be the challenge. Um, I like it when there's a struggle to get good budget players, etc. I think, you know, like the start of the season, people moan about Salah's price. My opinion on it was set him at 14, 15. Let's, let's make this a harder challenge. I think like now I know I, I personally think the template is really about to break ahead of 27 with people's chip strategies, but um, you've got so many players well priced at the moment, like your Pogba's Rashford's son. They're so easy to get hold of Jimenez. They're so easy to get hold of, aren't they? So, Everyone's got very similar teams at the at the moment. I don't want to say in terms of dislikes, it's 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 what everyone says it's the transparency. I think the one thing I'd I'd like interesting is essentially all season long we play with with players at different price points. So Suns eight point nine. I think it would be really interesting if at the start of the season we had more flexibility in terms of the pricing. So we had people ranked in at you know if Salah started next season as a forward at 
14.3 what would people's reactions be because essentially past weeks one to four we all start playing with the odd numbers don't we and i think it would be a greater challenge to teams in in game week one so what you're saying is basically not have everyone at 0.0 and 0.5 yeah mix it up a little bit yeah that just makes the maths more difficult man yeah i like that yeah fair play that's yeah it'd be interesting actually yeah yeah. Um, I've never even thought of that before, but um, now you have me thinking. That's good. You know, uh, what about yourself? <laughs> you know, this game causes everyone a lot of grief, right? And uh, difficulty and stress. And James's answer is, let's make it more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> the more mayhem, the better. Yeah. More blanks, more doubles. More blanks. Make everyone more expensive. <laughs> let's just make it more difficult. Well, you should make the game. The, the game is better if it keeps where the, it rewards people who... Um, who are more active, basically active manager. So, so I do like that. What about yourself, Sage? What would be, um, what would you do? You know, one thing. I, excuse me. One thing I really like about the game is that each game week, everyone's back to zero for that game week. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter what's happened the previous game week. Um, you're, you're back to zero the next game week. And I know you've got your overall rank or what have you, but I, I, I do like playing each game week as a standalone just to see how I can do in that game week. Um, so I, li- I like the fact that everyone's equal, right? It doesn't matter um, how much football knowledge you have or don't have. Um, it it kind of levels it out. And, and I always say on our show as well, it's basically this is just a guessing game, right? So um, that, that's what I do like about it. What I dislike and what I would change is, is an interesting one. I don't know if I have a, a sensible option, but what I would do is as soon as the deadline um, the deadline has gone, I would shut down the whole game and not allow anyone to log into the app or log into the website until the last game's finished. Because what I dislike is the way that I keep having to check my team every 20 minutes to see if I've got any goals or assists. It, it takes away all of my attention. So I think, yeah, they should just shut the whole game down so we've got no choice but to not log in. Jeez, the you can tell you can tell he's a boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, <laughs> you know they talk about the match of the day challenge where you don't check your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I, I can't do that check. either. It's it. But you see, you see, Sush, for me, football is my time out from work, yeah. family, everything. So yeah. <clears throat> for me, I, I, no, I don't want to wait until I actually match. I don't even watch match of the day anymore. I'm, normally, I watch it Sunday morning because um, yeah, yeah. I'm up so bloody early. Mm, so for me, same nah, as. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I appreciate fair, fair play to the guys that, that do it, but uh, for well, me, you know, I enjoy day. listening to this, to this causing and watching whatever. Yeah, one one day I reckon I'll, I'll manage to get the, the the match of the day challenge. But you know, sometimes like I, I, if I'm at West Ham, then I'll never check. Um, and also, I think that's probably because the Wi-Fi, uh, the internet connection is so bad at West Ham. Yeah, it is, yeah. anything in um, all the grounds. Yeah, true, because everyone's on their phones or what have you. But otherwise, I don't like having to constantly keep one eye on my phone and checking the points. Um, I'd rather just switch the bloody thing off. But yeah, um, you miss key points as early Saturday night transfers. Yeah, mm-hmm. we won't be able to so, do. It. Yeah. James, we know we know if Suj is the boss, he will shut it down. What about you? Anything? <laughs> I'd open it up twice as long. <laughs> Um, like I said, I, I just think it'd be interesting to have uh, things like that with the, the different price structures and that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, right, you describe yourself as an F, as a as a person. Now we need you to describe yourself as an FPL manager. I, I wonder if you can still get Spurs in there somehow. No, 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 no. Do no, you no. bottle it? 
Nah, do I, not with FPL. No, I do bottling it to point Spurs sometimes with my squeaky bum. Um, I would describe. I can't my, talk. To be honest, we can't talk. We've bottled something. <laughs> yeah, as that nosebleed, mate. Uh, <laughs> I would describe myself as FPL manager. I would describe myself as uh, calm, cautious, but decisive. CCD. Okay, like calm, it. Calm, cautious, decisive. Yeah. Mm. So. Calm as in, like, if I don't get into, like, the whole rage transfer thing and stuff. I'm very calm on things like that. I think I'm cautious as in I don't take many hits and stuff. I'm, I'm one for, for, for planning my moves. I don't necessarily believe that, that hits are, are the right moves. There are times for it. I, I'm just not a massive fan of it. I think decisive as in I'll normally know, unless there's late injury news, I'll know what I'm doing well in advance of, of the deadline and, there's no material generally once I've I've made my decision that will make me change my mind. Nice, good stuff. Okay. And uh, what about yourself, Sush? Um I, I think I'm still learning, mate. As an as an FPL manager, to be honest, I'm still learning. It's only my second season that I'm I'm kind of trying to take it in. So I don't think I've I've really understood how I like to manage. Do you know that? I, I thought we... you were going to say I don't understand the game. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I like to uh I don't have a lot of patience for planning things out. So if if my I'm I'm quite impulsive, I'll go with my gut. If I feel like that's the right move, then more often than not, I'll just make that move rather than spend a lot of time pouring over the stats and stuff. Is it doesn't also uh, uh, me and you are me and you are kindred spirits yeah, here at Mars. I just don't, definitely, I just don't, definitely the James. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I I don't do planning. Jeez. Yeah. I say have yeah. a plan. Doesn't mean I plan. Yeah. When I uh, when I say have a plan, it took me twenty minutes to come up with my plan. I'm sticking with it because I can't be bothered. To I think yeah, I, I'm still learning. I'm I'm I like to be a bit of a risk taker. Um, on the whole, I, I'm the guy that started with Saido Berahino in his team oh, when wow. the guy hadn't scored for twelve months. Or something. We're, we're trying to start a brand new FPL podcast, and this ticket to a petrol station and goes. I've got it. I'm going to get side of Berahino. Are you serious, mate? Yeah. That, so that was, uh, that, that, that's what was that. I'm, and overall, to be honest, I'm a pretty chilled out FPL manager. Like I, there's so much more important things in my life than FPL and uh, winning or losing. As much as I want that goodie bag they advertise on their website with the stress ball. Yeah, uh, we want to sure you're not. We want. I really it's want that. It's so unrealistic winning it, the chance of winning it. So, yeah, it is, exactly. it is one of them things, yeah. I th- I'm very chilled out, you know. I don't let it get me down. And um, let, let's, be, let's be honest, I triple captain Leroy Sane two weeks ago. So, if I took it too seriously, we, we might not even be recording today to quit the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell us, uh, stick with you, Sledge, in this one. What's yeah. your target each season in FBL? Do you have one? And is there a mini league that you kind of look to first? Well, yeah, uh, th- this season I set myself a top 100K. I really wanted to to get into the top 100K. Um, I've never been as high as that, so I thought that, that would be a good starting point. Uh, it's not going particularly well at the moment. I'm 617 or something at the moment, so that's not very good. 617,000 to yeah, clarify. Yeah, obviously, obviously <laughs> 17,000. Um, so, so my target is top 100K and, and try and build on it from there. Um, I've got a couple of mini leagues that I look to. Uh, we've got a, a mini league with FPL, the IFPL correspondents, the Planet FPL Writers League. We we have one for every team plus a Stato in, in FPL Canal. So there's 20, this is 24 teams in there. And uh, that's a high standard. And I think I'm 22nd out of 24 or something right at the bottom right now. So that's one that I look to. And I've got one paid mini league 
um, which I mentioned on the last show is that <laughs> this is a random one. I'm in I'm in the Norfolk County Council FPL League, uh, which is a paid mini league. And all the all the other people in this mini league work for Norfolk County Council. And somehow I'm in that paid mini league. Cause a couple of my mates work there. Um, it's a very random one that I'm in. Uh, I'm doing all right in that. I'm eighth in that. Uh, not too far off the top. Out of nine. No, out of nine. There's about 50 people in that one, mate. Well done. Yeah. Uh, my, my, target, <laughs> my target is is to try and beat the, the personal best. So uh, top 20K will, will definitely be my aim this year. But I'm at 36K at the moment. I've been hovering between sort of 25 and, and 40K for a few weeks now. Um, so kind of resets are hopefully top 10k really okay nice you, you're awesome. probably around the same same area as Don at the moment so um, I'm on 20 uh, 20,400 where are you James uh, 36,000 and something alright so uh, as the elite manager in this podcast so yeah it sounds like Don's yeah. beating you James yeah yeah <laughs> 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 uh, guy I have to I <laughs> I have to bail out um, on um, the rest of the record, so I'll have to leave it in the capable hands of my Marzi. Sorry, but, uh, but it's, been brilliant. it's been brilliant. I was just going to say, when you said to Suge, what's his target? I thought you were just going to say to finish the season, to be honest. <laughs> uh, come here, guys. It's been great talking to you, and, um, yeah, and enjoy the rest of the pod. I look forward to editing. Yeah, nice one. See you guys. Yeah, throw, throw, throw in a few curses here or there to make me earn my money, yeah? Yeah, no worries. Right, boys. So, um, what is the thing that you must do before each deadline? Uh, are, are you readers? Do you listen to other pods? Uh, what, you said you're data centric, uh, James. What, what what do you need to do? To me, the the, the best source that I find it is the other podcasts. Like you know, you, I listen to obviously yourselves, surgery, who got the cyst, uh, the cheaters, and there's so many. There's load of good new ones that have come out this year. Like we get on with uh, dive with the FPL dive yeah. started at the same time as us. We really like. Um, the only the downside for me is there's nothing specific. The only specific I do is is keep track on what Ben Dinner is tweeting from injury news. But quite often I I don't listen to any pods because I have a stance that I won't listen to anybody else till we've done ours. Yeah. So today's Tuesday, so we'll do ours tonight and it gives me a chance to catch up. I was going to listen to yours at lunchtime today. I see you had Peter Blake on. I went, well, I ain't listening to that because I'm just going to repeat everything he said, probably. So um, well, I'm very, it, it, it was repeating what it I was jam packed. I have to say, oh, it was jam packed. A lot of information. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's just yeah. No, no, I understand what you mean. I sometimes try to listen to ours first, before, but I really do. I also enjoy listening to other pods because I want to see what other people. A lot of the times, actually, we have similar points but come at it from different uh, similar views will come at it from different angles or sometimes you, you listen to something you got I didn't actually think of that you know fair enough mm-hmm. um, so yeah no it's it's good and I agree with you there's a lot of good bots coming and fair play because it's not easy We, I mean you guys know how difficult it is I know how difficult it is at least I, I mean I don't have to edit to be honest I just have to talk so um, you know um, so it's a lot of work so Suj what about you I, I do. Uh, I listen to most of the other pods, um, but m- as more really for entertainment than actually trying to get any strategy. I think you're right where a lot of the pods are covering the same. The strategy is pretty similar. Or you've got the same kind of talking points about who to captain or what transfers to make or, or that kind of thing. But I find them entertaining. I, I, so I listen for enjoyment more than really 
uh, getting into the FPL strategy around it. But I think from every pod, you pick up one or two bits of data or stats that you yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Maybe that's going to sway my decision. You um, know what I like? There's so, yeah, there's so many pods, but we all have different formats and sometimes different setup as well, yeah. which I find amazing considering it's we're talking about the same topic. Mm. The one that I do, uh, like the, the one thing that I do like to do from a, a, a FPL point of view that I take a little more seriously is the uh, press conference roundup that Scout do on uh, YouTube uh, on a Friday. They generally will put a video out that rounds up all of the press conferences because I'm not going to spend the time digging into 20 managers press conferences and finding out what yeah. they've said. So that normally in 20 minutes or half an hour, I'm up who is and isn't available and that kind of solves that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what do you guys do when uh, when it comes to choosing your captain? What, how, uh, and deciding transfers? What, when do you usually do that? What do you rely on? Apart from Ben Dinnery. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine, <laughs> mine, will vary. I mean, captains, I like to know weeks in advance a plan, and obviously that that plan can always always change. So I like to obviously have two players in the squad that I know that I would be happy to captain on on any game week, but a, a clear. I know who I'm captaining for the next four game weeks for certain. Um, in terms of transfers, the longer the season goes on, the, the nearer deadlines I'll get. So, uh, once we get to this stage of the season, I'm not bothered about the price rises, falls. Um, but early in the season, I'm, I'm happy to go early. If it's the right transfer, and I'd, I'd considered it before the game week started, um, I'm happy, particularly early in the season, to make early moves if necessary. Yeah. I, would, you, I don't want to uh, sound boring and copy paste on that, but uh, I'm copy pretty similar. Control C, Control V. <laughs> right? But uh, I think, to be honest, uh, the, the, the captaincy because I've struggled a little bit with captaincy where I've, I've missed it a few game weeks. Um, that planning your cap, captain in advance and getting the right pick for captain is probably, possibly, the most important part of the game. Yeah. Uh, compared to the chips and and a lot of the other stuff, like getting your captain right can make such a such a big difference. Um, and I, that's where I, all my all my average game weeks this year have been when I've I've missed the captain or just got single returns off my captain. Um, so I've I've been copying James and trying to plan a bit further out. Um, and, and I think James always uh, raises a good question when we talk about premium players like your Salas and that kind of thing. Do you really want to have someone who's as expensive as Salah or Kane? Or maybe Sterling, if you're then not going to captain him. So I, I tried to f- uh, figure out which of my premiums I do want to captain. I'm pretty safe with captains as well. I like to just stick with one of the top six players, one of the top five players in the game as well, generally. Uh, but my transfers are all over the place. I've made early transfers, <laughs> middle transfers. End of, uh, yeah, if I was running a Premier League club, this transfer window stuff would have worked for me because I'm making transfers all all the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got no no set kind of strategy around it, but I do keep a, a, a track on price rises, price falls to to make sure that I'm not going to take a yeah. hit. Really. See, I see where James is coming from, but I don't follow that school of thought. For me, I want to have the best players in my team, whether they're captain or not. At least if I don't captain them, at least I have them. That That's how I play it. Um, and I understand people say, if I don't captain them, what's the point of having them? I can spend the money somewhere else, but... You know what? Like, well, at least he's in in my opinion. At least he's in my team. If I don't have double the points, at least I'll have some of them. I think but, it's, uh, it's relative to value, isn't it, Mars? So someone like Salah, I mean, if, if you're going to have him and never captain him, then then genuinely there there is no point. If you've got someone in say Mane's value, 
you know, you can get away with never captain him, for example. I think if you've got an Aubameyang, you need to be captain him, you know, one in four or two in five, for example. So it, it value is very dependent on that, I think. Yeah, I just I don't think I'll have a top six player that I want captain at all. But it, but it, to be honest, I don't even consider it. It won't stop me. Uh, I'll go captain game by uh, game game by uh, game week by game week. I set up my team straight after the on Saturday or Friday night, whatever the deadline is. I set up my team for the next week and I put my captain because most likely my captain is not going to be transferred that. So I do my transfers as late as possible, but I set up my captain early. And I, I, I don't know. I, I've never thought, mm, no, I'm not buying him because I'm not going to captain him. It's just never crossed my mind. No, no, I no. Want no. To have I, I don't mean like players. that. I mean, yeah. he, so I held Hazard on for when he scored against the couple against Huddersfield. And the main reason I held on was because I knew I was going to captain him that weekend. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise yeah, yeah. I would have so been earlier. So. Yeah. So earlier on, James, you said that you don't really care about rivalry and you're, in fact, Actually, I, the funny thing is, a few years ago, I used to do the same. I, want, I didn't want to bring in... Um, in fact, I think last year, I didn't captain Salah because I didn't want to jinx him. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And what about... So, do, wait, do West Ham, who's West Ham's rivals? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Suj has left the building. He was biting. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, do, do, is there any players or, like... Or not just rivals. Is there any no-go players? Like I, I refuse to triple captain Andy Carroll again, like I did, or Troy Deeney. Me and him just don't get on. Like well, that's it. Yeah, you you, you just uh, hit the nail on the head there with that guy. But truth be told, Marzi, when you're six hundred and seventeen thousand in the world, you can't afford to be having grudges <laughs> against any players. You've got to take the points you can get, mate. So I I I, I genuinely don't have any grudges. Or like I, I won't let what happened last season or earlier this season affect my decision now, but I do I, I don't like Troy Deeney um, just because of the way he behaved when when they were at the London Stadium. I just don't think he's that good, and I, I would never pick him anyway. Um, and also say though, Barry, you know, I'm never going to pick that guy again. Forget that. So he, <laughs> he can go on the grudge list. Don't think he'd be playing in the Prem anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, he, he can stay on the grudge he list. He just got done for drink driving as well. Did he? I think, I think it was drink driving. Oh, there you oh, go. Dear. I'm not sure. Actually. Jesus. Um, at least he got. At least he got some. He's called some points, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, like take this season for example. Uh, I, I had uh, Sadio Mane from quite early in the season. And I, I went through those game weeks of no returns for ages, sold him. He's then gone and banged four and four. <laughs> I'd happily buy him back. If I was, yeah. moving, if yeah, I was yeah. away from Salah um, to change my strategy to beef up my, my attack line, I'd downgrade to, to Mane. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice about all of those blanks. I'd happily get him back. No, fair enough. Right. Uh, obviously, you're a huge part of the FPL community. So tell us. How do you feel about being part of the community? And I want to know how this... Because I love the idea, the correspondence idea. I remember you talking about it uh, on Twitter and suddenly it came and, and I love the idea and I try and read, read as many of the articles. How did that come about? And how do you feel the community is taken into it? Well, a little bit like when we started the pod and Suj came to me and said, we're doing a podcast. I walked into his office and went, we're getting 20 correspondents. I think it was it was an idea that I came up with as obviously a big fan myself and... I felt like the weakness in, in my game and the Twitter community was very much that, you know, if, if, if we want to find out about Huddersfield in a bit more detail, who's who's the go to? Who, who can people go and approach? So 
it was it was something for us. The guys write amazing articles, um, and their interactions on Twitter are fantastic. And and people know, I think, through us now that there's a go to for for each club now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And those people were always there, but people didn't know where to find them. I think. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah, go, go ahead. Sir. I was going to say it was it was it wasn't uh, just the let's find the first twenty people that that crop up. James did did some work into finding people that have played FPL consistently, go to see their clubs live regularly, um, because obviously there's a lot of active people in the community that wanted to write articles. We thought, you know what, rather than just make it a free for all and let's get like 50 correspondents, let's find 20 or 21 because we include the canal as a stato. 21 good correspondents and see how it works this season and, and yeah credit to James because he's been um, running that and it has worked really well that was most of my summer scouting but I mean we say we generally we wanted people to go to games who can do the eye I tests, remember the criteria etc yeah, yeah. but we're not all like that so I mean uh, at sixth goal is someone I've known on on Twitter from from the early days and uh, he's a Watford fan who's in America yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Steve yeah. yeah he's probably our, our our biggest writer contributor so uh, you know we have got some variables in there as well. He's he he's really he really does know his stuff about Watford massively. Oh, he really does, yeah. But he does hate Richarlison and Silva, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Yeah, he knows a lot about beer as well. I'm, I'm, yeah. He does. He does his own videos about beer. Yeah, he's... I'm heading over there to drink some of his homebrew. Yeah, I don't. Think and... we'll come back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thoughts on the community, just. Quick, uh, yeah, quick thought. How do you feel about the community itself? Well, Sujani turns up on Twitter once every seven days. Three days, once every <laughs> three or four days. Ninety-five percent of it, as I'm sure you lads will know, is is all positive um, in terms of the feedback. There's there's some some idiots out there who, who can never be pleased, but generally the community is great as a whole. Yeah. No. Uh, well I agree with it. It is, it is. It's something that I, I didn't actually understand. I, I don't think I understood how strong uh, the community was until we actually um, started the pod. And then over time, getting into Twitter, you're like, well, actually, you know what? People are really engaged. People really trying to help each other. Um, we made it out to um, the, the when the Hell Cheaters guys were down. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a good 30, 40 people in the pub, which which was a really nice atmosphere as well. So. Um, value it. I think what would be good is more physical meetups within the community. It'd nice. It'd be nice to see people face to face rather than just on Twitter. Um, and uh, have a drink. Just we should just try something up. Make it happen. Certainly, when we started the podcast, a I didn't know that this community particularly existed, and b I certainly never thought I'd I'd be meeting people like like the cheaters and yeah. and Tom from who got the assist and that uh, yeah. or Chancer who we met that night came to Spurs Newcastle game really have we these things would have been unthinkable a couple of years ago yeah no, I, yeah same same here to be fair when I first started like you know just I remember my first article and then got, got on with Don we started recording and he's like right I want you on every pod and then we started I never thought it would come into this and it just becomes this different world where you yeah. you have real friends some I have not, well I have not met I have some real friends on Twitter but some that I have not met yet yeah. I have not actually met Don or Carly yet yet we record every week and we talk pretty much every day have you never wow. met is that right no we've never met wow I we're think you've got to the point now where you yeah. probably can't meet 
<laughs> I think you probably all got these, these uh, versions of each other in your mind, yeah. and now you're going to meet and it's like, oh, oh, oh really? I thought you we were actually said that. You just... <laughs> we said that we want to meet up and, and record like like you guys did. You know, we said if we if we meet up, we'll we'll do a video one. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we, we haven't. Uh, Kylie was in London, but I was traveling, and yeah. no, we haven't. I, uh, didn't meet with Dale either when we, when he was with the three amigos. We we had talked about it, but he was having a baby. There was a baby on the way, and it's just yeah. yeah. But you know these guys that I speak to every day sometimes, and people on Twitter that I speak to a lot. People know you. You become this. You have this personality on Twitter now where people know you, and yeah. it's just like I said. I use it for me. It's my it's, it's my hobby, my escape from the stress of work in front of a meeting and I'm bored and whatever yeah. you know go on Twitter, have a joke, say something. Uh, the, yeah, no, uh, community is brilliant. The one thing that sometimes I feel, and uh, maybe as other podcasters or podcast account, you have to justify everything you do. And I'm like, no, I'm not justifying. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. justifying my, here's my thought. This is my team. This is what I'm doing. Sometimes yeah. I have no reasons for doing it just because I want to do it. But I don't I mean, justify. Sometimes uh, I try not to, but I do cut some people short. So like I, I, I know. I see, but I agree with you. And you I have said, to. Someone said to me, "Oh, uh, have you thought about Aguero and Sterling?" I went, "No, I've never heard of them." Like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, of course I have. But this yeah. is this is my decision. I think Twitter is actually is is far more addictive than the game. And I feel for me, the more we grow, the more pressure I feel to like to answer and try and help people as best I can. And yeah. Some people will slip through the net that you, that you miss. Like, Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I try and, um, you know, have a laugh on Twitter with the three amigos account, especially on kickoff uh, on, um, you know, during, during the, when the points are coming in and, I, and I'm always there and I'll chat with anyone. I don't, you know, people sometimes say, Oh, some people only talk with people a certain amount. I don't even look at how many followers people have when I when I speak to them. It, it doesn't interest me. Somebody wants to have a conversation about a topic that I like or want to have a laugh or understand understands what I'm saying. I'm here. I'm talking. But yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes yeah, it's fine. I mean, we all started at that point, right? So exactly, exactly. exactly. You know one thing, uh, Marzi, about the community. If I can chuck it in in the because um, the, the last podcast that we did, I, I talked about. I'm running the marathon in a few weeks, right? uh yeah. charity so we're raising money for for a children's hospice stuck it out there put a link out people that i don't even know from the community uh, i've probably had about 60 or 80 quid in sponsorship i, I haven't checked today from people i've never met before that's uh, great just just yeah just for, for sheer will of thanks for doing the pod we don't monetize the pod but um and and people are like look you're doing really good work someone sent a message in saying look I've, I've, i can only sponsor you a tenner because i've just had a new baby or what have you i'm like yo like I've never even met you. The fact that you're doing a tenor is like incredible. You don't need to justify the fact that it's right. and it's happened when James had his baby. They, they sent a few bits and pieces through. And yeah. when you when you put it into context, and sometimes I look at my wife, I'm like, there are people that I don't even know that are sticking their hand in their pocket and they love me more than you off the back. <laughs> it's not quite that little, yet. but, but and at that point you do have to pinch yourself and say, well, wow. You know that that's that's really does touch touch me a lot. I agree, agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with James. Mostly brilliant people. There's always the odd yeah. one, but you just have to just ignore them. Yeah. yeah, there seems to be great people. You know, went through some tough time with the family earlier, uh, late last year. People were absolutely brilliant. Everybody was messaging, checking. You know, it's it, it yeah. and it makes it worth it sometimes. And I do. I genuinely sometimes, if I'm 
I don't get stressed at work. I don't, you know, I try not to get stressed. But if it's boring or somebody's annoying me, I'll go and have a laugh at Twitter or talk to someone, and then it makes you laugh, and then you just come back and you're like, right, let's focus. So yeah, no, it's good. It's all good. Right, uh, James, you you sound like a proper football man for a long time. So, so I'm going to come. Am I, so am I. Well, <laughs> no, it's cool. Carry on, go Mars. On, go you've on. made the right choice. <laughs> if you um, if you were to pick uh, one player. Past or present to put in your FPL team, who would it be? Well, I, I think, unfortunately, through regrets, it would it would be Bale because I I didn't, um, and I'm sure obviously that season uh, was it 12, 13, um, that would have been 13, 14, wouldn't it? No, 12, 13, I think he just went mental in the second half. Of the yeah. season, didn't he? he did. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the other ones in recent years, like the the Leicester boys, Sterling cheap at Liverpool, would have I'd have got in on. But I think yeah, Bale a, a, a fairish price back in the Spurs team would have to own would have been great, and I'd never had it. So I'm expecting an international also from an international man. And in that, uh, I'm going straight <laughs> down the road. Uh, good old West Ham, British born and bred. Um, truth be told, when I was thinking about this, it's uh, it's whether you go with your head or your heart. There's some players in the Premier League that have just been some of my favourite all-time players in terms of Thierry Henry. I thought was amazing, or Alan Shearer is so consistent. Mm. Uh, Frank Lampard banging the goals from midfield. But I'm going to go with my favourite West Ham player of all time, Julian Dix. Brilliant uh, defender on penalties. <laughs> Uh, if you look back at his record, he averaged 10 goals a season, apart from that little blip that he had at Liverpool. Um, and nowadays, show me another defender that's 10 goals a season consistently. Uh, he'd be banging in the points. So, And I reckon in, from an FPL point of view, he'd probably be like 4.5 million or 5 million. So I'm taking Julian Dix all day. Julian, Dix, Julian Dix would be overpriced as a penalty taker. You know it. <laughs> Uh, five million. I'm going to I'm reckon five million Julian Dix would be in at. So. I reckon he'd be five and a half. Nah. So a is that why you think, that why you think Baines is five and a half? Because he was a penalty taker. I think something like, I mean, Baines is very historical as well, isn't it? So yeah. sticks in people's minds. But yeah, I mean, I guess pre-season before they bought Dean, that would have been an influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, enough FBL chat now. Let's get let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, Favourite meal and favourite drink? Don likes to say that if this was your last ever meal or drink, what would it be? So uh, okay, yeah, no, you yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know the, the funny thing is, Mark. We've done this. Yeah, we, someone sent this in on, uh, on, a, on a pod once, and I feel like if I change my answer from then, people are going to call me out as a fraud. But it was <laughs> sausage, chips and beans. And the beans have to be on top of the chips for me. Sausage, I chips. was expecting some exotic Indian dish. I love I love Indian food. I like Thai food. I, I like Thai food because I feel like it's a mixture of Indian and Chinese where it kind of meets mm. in the middle. So I, I do love Thai food. I, I eat all food. I'm, I'm, there's nothing I'm allergic to and there's nothing I don't eat. I'll have yes, it all. Same. I love so I'm sticking food. With, uh, but I'm sticking with a classic, mate. Sausage classic, chicken. Classic, yes. Fair enough. And I'll be uh, Chicken Tottenham High Road. <laughs> He definitely didn't listen to that pod. No, did he? there's a there's a pod where <laughs> I, don't rem- uh, I don't remember that one. I don't remember uh, that one. There's a uh, there's a chicken shop right by uh, the Shite Heart Lane called Chick King, which is James, James has told me is the best fried chicken in the world. Um, so we're we're going to yeah, I think it's going to it's going to be shutting down soon. So we're going to we're going to shoot a little video when James and I go down and get some uh, a two piece three piece box. Is it? 
Yeah, get three piece and chips. Three piece and chips. You but... won't you won't need food for twenty four hours. Nah. Um, the important question is: steam. Do you have garlic sauce on the chips? Chili. Nah, salt and vinegar. Chili oh. sauce, for me, mate. Chili sauce. Chili sauce. <laughs> yeah. You know what happened, Mars? Can I tell you a story? While we're... Of course you can. I, I didn't really know uh, what, what James does and doesn't eat once, but when we, this is probably last season. I I thought, James, let's go out after work. We'll watch a bit of footy. I can't remember what match you was You were on. playing Huddersfield. Okay, West Ham, Huddersfield. I said, I know this really good curry house. Let's go down there. Uh, and James is like, yeah, all right. James is, is such a polite, nice guy. He didn't have the heart to tell me that he doesn't like spicy food. So then only after we'd had curry and I see this guy sweating, he tells me that lemon and herb in Nando's is basically as hot as he can handle. And there's me taking him to a curry house to watch West Ham Huddersfield. You can imagine that was the best night of his life. <laughs> yeah, no comment. I'm glad Kylie's not on here as well. I wouldn't want to repeat afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Favourite drink, though? Um, I, I, I don't know, maybe... Uh, it's a difficult one. I dr- drink anything as well, really. Nice glass of red wine, pint Guinness, cup of tea, coffee. I love it all. I used to love a pint of Guinness, but don't know I've put the weight on you, don't it? Yeah, true. And more toilet troubles as well. Yeah. Um, I like V and T when I'm pissed. V and T, vodka yeah. and tonic. V and T with a with um- a lime or lemon. Uh, no, it got to be lemon. With an umbrella and a straw and one of those little girly glasses. Yeah, for all, all that fancy stuff you'd get down <laughs> Stratford, mate. Yeah. There you go. Great. Brilliant. Um, right. Your house is on fire and you can save one non-living item. So all family, kids, wives are all safe. What would you take? James will come to you first. Mars, you, you know the answer to this, don't you? Uh, you're going to say you first ticket. ticket. It's ticket. obvious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> obvious. I expected that to be the Listen, I'll get that before the living things in the house, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was an easy guess, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to come out with your uh, Tottenham shirt there, James. Don't say your phone. Everyone says phone. No, I'm not going to He'll be wearing his out. Tottenham shirt. If you listen to uh, that, I'm getting to know you. You know, phone's not allowed, mate, because uh, we're assuming that phones, kids and wife are safe. So I pretty much have everything I need. Uh, But but I think my laptop would have to come out with me because literally all of my life is in this in this machine. Um, But Mars, do you have kids? Yeah, mate. Two little ones. Two little girls. Uh, one will be four in May and uh, the other one is one and a half. So, uh, so mine are five and six, little. right? So, so my, basically, if I was if I was running out of the house, I'd have to grab the Nintendo DS or the little PlayStation <laughs> that I have because uh, as soon as we're outside the house, I know what they're going to be saying. It's like, Dad, give me your phone. I want to play a game or just uh, nattering in my ear. So I'd grab one of their little <laughs> little consoles just to keep those little guys quiet. Me, <laughs> let me sort that's, this fire out. My house is burning down and you're asking to play Minecraft on my phone. My little <laughs> six-year-old. This is parenting lessons again, isn't it? So the, it's going to be the Nintendo DS so that so I can keep the kids quiet. Uh, good one, good one. Yeah. Right. Um, do you have any special skills? Now, this is apart from the fact that you started a couple of companies and podcasts. So it will come to you. Um, I, was, I was thinking about which one to come with. Um, and I've decided that, do you, do you know what? I'm well, really, so you have more than one. I, I have really? a couple. You know, I speak quite a lot of languages. I speak Russian and French and German. And I speak about six languages. Как дела? Очень хорошо. Ты тоже говоришь по-русски? 
Da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. But you Spussy know what? I'm, 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 I'm really, really good on Microsoft Excel. It's my real special skill. And uh, Brilliant. thinking about it, I'm going to go one, one of these days when I get some time, I'm going to create something that goes toe to toe with uh, Ben Krellin. I'm going, to create, I'm going to create the mother of all Microsoft Excel spreadsheets because I, I use Excel quite a lot with work and business and all the rest of it. And I've, I've got a lot of macros and formulas up my sleeve. So uh, I'm going to go with Microsoft Excel. If anyone's got any Excel questions, Google it. Don't ask me. But, you know, right. there you go. Brilliant. Yeah. What about you, James? I was keeping quiet because I struggle with English, mate. Never mind six languages. Um no, I've not got any special skills, to be honest. I think probably the one that other people would say of me is that my football memory is a bit mental. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. No, I can. If you ask me where I was 20 years ago and what Spurs were doing, I could tell you. It's really interesting when we're just talking in the middle of the podcast and James pulls out stats and facts like, I think it was game week 20 when so-and-so played so-and-so and this guy scored two goals. And I'm like, how do you remember this stuff, man? But somehow, somewhere, it's in his head. Yeah, he stays, stays in there. I can't explain it. There's nothing else in between my ears, mate, other than football knowledge. <laughs> no, I'm so, you know, I, I'm similar. I, I like to think I know a fair bit and I watch a fair bit as much as I can. And when I was younger, it was English league, Italian league, German league, French league, all the leagues. But to be honest, since I, moved, since I moved to England and also just getting really into the Premier League and into fantasy football, I can't even watch another league. I have no interest in Barca, Madrid, no, but El Clasico, I can't even remember the last time I watched it. I remember turning on once and all I saw was people diving around and I just switched it off. But people get surprised because I'm, really, I'm big into football, but literally only Premiership and obviously Championship. But yeah. the rest, no interest. I think for me, like the, the podcast has kind of taken that away a bit. Like I've I've watched hardly any uh, championship football this year, or like yourself, foreign football, for example. Um, like in terms of like referencing back, I mean, the podcast is more important to me than the FPL rank. So I, I I feel a pressure of getting that right and making sure I'm on the ball in terms of what I know for that. It's it's yeah. interesting, You know, you're talking about watching uh, Italian football. People of a certain age who are listening. Um, so I'm going to say late 30s, early 40s. Channel 4 used to do Italian oh, yes. football. And how ironic that it was James Richardson that was hosting that show, if you remember, back in the 90s. Yes. Who's now yeah. doing the FPL show. Uh, so there you go. Full circle. Is, it, is it the same guy? I'm sure it is. Same yeah, James of course Richard. it is. Suji's no, right I, after oh. his job, mate. I'm same, telling you. No, forget that, mate. He's too too good for, for me. But uh, James Richardson. I didn't realise. Yeah, I used sure. to love that program. It's... Sunday morning in bed, yeah. you watch yeah. it and you know everything you need to know about Italian football. I used to yeah. really follow Napoli like big time. I, um, I was fascinated with how mental the crowds were there. You yeah, know? oh gosh, bombs, yeah. You, you can't, you can't question, question the passion there. Nah. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. Just I guess I don't know. The more I because I used to I used to go a lot to Liverpool games, especially uni time where we used to go literally every other week. And uh, in 2005, I qualified for a final ticket, but it was my final exam. Now I'm giving you my age, well, probably around the same age. I would imagine the three of us are around the same age, I'm guessing. Um, right? Mars, tell me you went to the Champions League final, please. 
Mate, it was my final year exam of uni. No, but me and my mate, do you know what we did? We actually got in a car and just drove to Liverpool. We thought if we can't be in Istanbul, at least we'll be in Liverpool. Liverpool. I went to every game that season. I was there at the Chelsea game, the Juventus game, the the Gerard Beauty game, you know, Olympiacos. And we met, we actually met Benitez and he talked about us in the paper after, only because we stopped him in the middle of the street when, when he was driving. He's like, these guys are mental. Uh, but yeah, I, I was gutted, mate. I was absolutely gutted that I couldn't go because I was married in Istanbul. So, well, I got married in Istanbul. I have my two best friends, like life friends, are, are actually Turkish. So I had it all set up anywhere that I can stay. But unfortunately, I had to put education first, stupidly enough. I could have made it up, right? I could have just reset the exam. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't into Suj and his intelligence. You should have missed the exam, it. mate, and gone 100%. <laughs> So, yeah, basically, but when I got into that so much, I just um, naturally just didn't care enough about other leagues. Uh, and then you see the quality of some of the other leagues and you think, no, nah, I love I love the Premiership or the Premier League. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You say Premiership, people beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's the only league you'll have someone like Chelsea getting battered one week 4-0 by Bournemouth and then beating Huddersfield uh, the week after. You just get these real swings where literally anyone can beat anyone on the whole. <laughs> I love it, mate. Yeah. I love it. I love, and also I think fantasy makes you watch it as well. You yeah. know, I remember once the wife was shopping, and I just thought, right, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you, you finish with your mum, and I'll, I'll go watch the, the, the game. It was Middlesbrough Stoke or something like that, <laughs> and I had two defenders from each team, and I was begging for a nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not sure more worrying the fact that you still watched it, or how did you get your fantasy team in that position, mate? <laughs> Mate, enablers, enablers. <laughs> no, it's very true. It's very true what you say though about sitting and watching games. Like, because if it's on the telly, uh, as long as it doesn't clash with my own team, I will watch the game definitely. Even mm. if I've no personal interest, so I can talk about it afterwards, etc. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't know how we got back to football when we're talking about skills, but yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> so what we do. <laughs> yeah, right. True. Favorite type of music. That now I haven't got time for anything else. Um, but I think like in the late nineties, early noughties, uh, I was quite uh, rocky into things. Rock. Uh, yeah, a little Rock. bit. Yeah, so things like uh, Linkin Park, um, Stains, uh, kind of a lot of the new American new metal bands. But uh, there's nothing now that particularly. When I'm walking down the street now, I'm listening to someone else's podcast normally. So. Uh, it's very rare that I, I listen to my own music these days. It's, it's yeah, I have to say, when I'm driving, not, normally now I just have dog sport on. I used to have, um, oh, what's the hip-hop channel in London? 96.6 sure. or something like that. Was it Source uh, Choice FM? Choice. Yeah, so that's Choice. the one. <laughs> yeah, mate. yeah, interesting. I, I think it, I'm similar to James in that I listen to a lot of talk sport or Five Live now, but... It's probably one of my biggest regrets is not having music more as a part of my life. I know you're quite into your music because you, you, you're busting your lyrics quite regularly, Mark. Uh, yeah, well, I, grew well. up on, uh, I grew up on R&B and hip hop in, uh, when I was sort of in my late teen years. Um, I think anyone who's Indian in North London was heavily influenced by black hip hop culture at the time. It was the music that everyone listened to, R&B, hip hop, that kind of thing, which then... Uh, progressed into speed garage and garage so my, my introduction to clubbing and all the rest of it mate was pure garage oh yes garage uh, nation sweet like chocolate <laughs> chocolate boy you all of that kind of so much yeah yeah yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. week in week out uh and we were at pirate radio stations and dj ez and all that kind of stuff oh. <laughs> was yeah. it for me but i 
I'm my first concert, my favorite artist of all time has got to be Bob Marley. I'm a big, big Bob Marley fan. Um, nice. Give me uh, the album Legend. I can I can spit off all the lyrics to pretty much all of the tracks on that. Um, and and I listen to a bit of rock. I love U2. Uh, I love some classical music, Ludovic Enardi piano music. I listen to the lot, but I don't listen to enough of it. That's my my thing. But if you said to me favorite type of music, there's there's only one, Bob Marley. Ah, uh, legend. Yeah. Man is a legend. He is. Right. To finish off, tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit you have. He's looking at me like I've got to go. Yeah, first. I'm looking at James like, right. you, go on, mate. My bad habit is <laughs> I have an affinity with the toilet. My guilty pleasure would definitely be, uh, not so much now, but uh, for probably the last 20 odd years would be wrestling. Wrestling? Yeah, WWE? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. For, for the last 20 years, so you're a Hulk Hogan. Not so much now because it's overkill, but all through the noughties, the 90s, I would have taped it and, and watched it all. Yeah, definitely. Greatest wrestler of all time? Your favourite, personal favourite? Who's running this podcast? You or Mars? No, I'm just fascinated. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Interesting. For me, it's Ultimate Warrior. I see you're into it as well. Yeah, yeah. In, the, we in, in those days, I was into I used to have a plastic ring with the figures, and it was Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior when I was growing up. I'm it couple. was all about the Bushwalkers boys. They were funny. They were good. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They, they were good for comedy value um, but, and Undertaker. But Ultimate Warrior was my guy, man. Because I used to love it when he'd get so intense that the paint would start dripping off his face. And you'd be like, oh, this guy's taking it seriously now. Like half of his uh, his paint's dripping off. Yeah, those are the days. <laughs> you got a guilty pleasure, mate. Uh, I have my bad habit. If uh, Mrs. S was here, she'd say I leave my clothes lying around. It's a, it's a real bad habit and it, it winds her up no end. So uh, massive apologies to my wife for leaving my my pants on the floor um and i promise i won't do it again until next week um so that's my bad habit my guilty pleasure there's only one mars i love watching arsenal fan tv after they've lost <laughs> I, I think i think a person that takes pleasure from someone else's pain is not a nice person is not a nice human being if other people are suffering you shouldn't take pleasure from it but when they lose i love watching a bit of arsenal fan tv Troops, DT, all of them. Robbie, <laughs> I love it. I still think some of it is made up. It has to be. Do you think so? I don't know. Maybe started off real, and then they realised that how much traction it's got, and then they just start like you know, like you know, like the only way is Essex or made in Chelsea that yeah. they make up some stuff, and some is real. I don't. Yeah. It has to be no. It does. It does. Uh, it does show how fickle football fans can be. Like one week, Emre's the new savior, and next week they need to buy a whole new back four, and then then Cronkay's got to be out, and then the next week, Lacazette is the, and Aubameyang are the best strike partnership in the league, and the week after that, it's like the whole board need to go for letting Ramsey go. And I love the fact that I've it now, just swings I, so much. You're so. talking about them. I haven't had to say anything. It's brilliant. <laughs> but, but it's, Look, I think the thing with Arsenal, and, and a lot of people don't really understand it, and I know we're getting back into football, but from when they when they opened the Emirates, like the Emirates is is um, coming up to what 15 years old now as a stadium. It's still amazing. That hindered them financially for a long period. So Wenger kept them afloat and steady without spending tons and tons of money because they were paying off that stadium. And I think it's going to be interesting what happens with Spurs in the next five or ten years from a financial point of view. Because spending a, a billy on a stadium, a billion pounds, is no joke. 
Money's got to come from somewhere. Well, it ain't going to affect our, our transfer teams. We don't buy don't, players anyway. Yeah, you don't buy anyone anyway. But you might need that 200 million that you're going to get from Kane to pay off a bit of that debt. Um, but yeah, back, back to what you're saying. I think that Arsenal fan TV, I love a bit of that. That's my guilty pleasure when they lose. <laughs> Fair enough. And James, what about you? Uh, wrestling, mate. You missed that. No. That's... What, that's okay, just... What's your bad habit then? Oh, I said I have a bit of an affinity for the toilet. Oh, that must have been mixed up with the wrestling. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I just dropped it in he, sly. He snuck it in. <laughs> now, now, anyone that listens to uh-huh. us knows that now this, this is going to get confused because uh, we call Fernando Lorente toilet on our show. So people true. are now going to get confused and think that James actually likes Fernando Lorente. I do Lorente. love Fernando Lorente. Yeah. Listen, he's Good. delivered. Apart from the own goal. He's actually done coming and done a job. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's going to get no worse. Yeah. End of the season, he's going to get the, the most improved award. Him and Sissoko are going to be fighting out for the Ballon d'Or, mate. Yeah, let's see. There you go. <laughs> hey, Sissoko has improved a lot. You can't. I know I know. Spurs fans didn't like him, but surely, surely now he's become a, a fan's favourite. No? In, in, in all seriousness, Mars, he would be in a contender to be our player of the year. In all seriousness, I, this, I, I, this I believe you because I think he's done he's done a great job. Brilliant. What he, what he does defensively, the the one thing we've got told he was lazy. He's, he's he's never been lazy for us. He's just not been very good. But he's doing a great job at the moment. This guy, yeah. I think, it just shows what Pochettino can do. This is a guy who, when we played at Newport last January, managed to complete the amazing feat of his second touch being a header. You try that. <laughs> You know, I love Pochettino, but for me, and he, he's, I see him very, very similar to Klopp. Like, they can improve players, they can sell their vision to players, they can build a team from scratch. In my opinion, both need to win something. Look, that's unfortunately for me, that's that's how it is. I don't know how you feel, James, but on, they Mark, need to win put, something. Put, put you put you on the spot then. So if if at the end of this season, if Liverpool have won nothing, what is it? Are you saying you want a, a different no, one? No, one more season because. Uh, listen, okay, so I'm saying he needs to win. But at the beginning of the season, I said what I wanted was a sustained title challenge. You've got it. Secure, secure top four. And ideally, of course, I would love a cup. Now, we have to be realistic. You can't win it. And you can't. It, uh, but soon, what I'm saying, soon, to, to be the, one of the greats, they need to win. You can't just be a good manager who can make a great team. Because a great team needs to win. And I still think there's that missing ingredient for both, by the way, Spurs and Liverpool. You know, you can't. Well, there's some. But so you're many competing against. You're competing against probably the best team we've ever seen in the league. I, I completely agree with you. And, I still, and I've said it from day one. And I still said it when we were seven points ahead. City are favourites. And I'll say it till the end. Because they have two squads. They, they, they can have two teams that finish in the top four. Name me another top, top four team that can do the same. We can't. No. no, definitely not. You're right there. Absolutely, no. absolutely not. So for me, the fact that we, honest to God, I thought by the time we played them, would be either the same points or behind. The fact that they lost two games, Palace and Leicester, I did not expect that. Think... So it's, you know, it's, 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 I'm enjoying the ride like Klopp wants us to. I, I'm definitely loving it. I, I love last season's Champions League. Every game, I loved it. The thing is with Klopp, what, what, what he's, where he's, uh, maybe Pochino the same. They are delivering beyond what the capability of some of their players sometimes. What I mean by that is that against Real Madrid, we were underdogs. Uh, against City in the Carlin Cup, we were underdogs in the finals, right? 
Sevilla, maybe that's the one that we should have. Even when, when he was with Dortmund, he was always the underdog with Bayern Munich, right? So he's always over-delivered. But now he's got his team. Finally, he's got his team. We've got the boys on long-term contracts. Sometimes that means nothing. Let's see. For me, this year, if we can win it, fucking fantastic, mate. But And then hopefully win something. Then next year, he needs to deliver. But he needs to win something soon. Otherwise, you know, for me, it's, uh, yeah. I think the pressure, the pressure on my team is very different, mate. We're competing against five teams who have got far superior budgets to us. Uh, Pochettino's doing wonders. Mm, yeah, I agree. Uh, I've been squad. Sorry, Serge, we'll come Can back you, to um, you. Can you give me a minute? I'm just going to go and find my violin. I think it's somewhere <laughs> under the table. Or my, uh... Put it this way. Pochettino, in my opinion, could win nothing for the next three, four years. I, w- I wouldn't get rid of him, mate. He's doing an unbelievable job. There's only four trophies that can be won at the end of the season, right? And yeah. as it stands yeah. now, Man City might win all four of them. So I, I agree. I'm not saying I want to get rid of. I'm saying to be to be counted as one of the greats, they need to win something. I would happily keep Klopp forever. I wanted Benitez to stay forever. Um, so, yeah. There you go. There we go. So, uh, so, so what about West Ham? What about West Ham? <laughs> I think, to be honest, uh, I went down there today. We were going to talk about it in our show too, for a meet and greet with the players, but uh, it was too busy, too round. Um, yeah, I saw Twitter, I was, I was yeah. disappointed for your kids more than you, to be. Yeah, they they were pretty really good as gold about it because we went straight into Westfield and bought them ice cream. So you know, Mars, that solves all Mars forget the kids, mate. We were going to try and find out if we could captain Anderson. Yeah, yeah. So I know, I it's, that. it's us that's been let down. Yeah, but he's on TV, and based on your rule, we should yeah. captain him. Yeah, I'm I'm very highly likely to captain him, Mars, this week. So let's see. Yeah, Real. I looked up my team, and I'm like. Oh, crap. Who do I captain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, planning, Mars, planning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and getting to know you. Um, thank you, thank for, you us, mate. for coming on. And uh, it was a great discussion. And keep keep the good work going. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Thank you. We really appreciate the chance to kind of have a chat because we, whilst we do our own thing, we've, this is the first time, like I said, we've been a guest anywhere else. And, and I really enjoy the, the chat. And uh, yeah, maybe we should do it again at the end of the season. Definitely, oh. mate. You uh, know, no, you're, you're all in your, your top your, your top 20Ks and top 30Ks. Uh, so maybe we won't review this season because I'll be not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we, we had a, an Amigos Christmas party, which we invited you on, but James uh, politely declined because it was probably beyond your uh, it was later on and also we'll have an Amigos end of year party so you're always welcome to oh it sounds good to we'll, get on it, we'll get on it we'll get on it definitely one for each other and all for one some three brave Amigos are we brother to brother and